Hello and welcome to Harbor for the Arts. This is opera singer Brie Cooper. I'm so happy to have you. I hope you have had a really amazing week and amazing day. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, I hope you're doing amazing. So like I said, this is Harbor for the Arts. I'm classical singer Brie Cooper. I am also a author as well as a podcast, TV host, arts advocate, everything. I'm appreciative of your time here with me today. If you don't know about Harbor for the Arts, this is the place where you can just chill out, listen, get some really great advice, as well as just what's happening in the world today. Not only with opera and classical music, but also tips and hacks to help you as a performing artist. So you can follow us on Instagram as well as Twitter, which is Harbor for the Arts, H-A-R-B-O-U-R, for the Arts on Instagram. We also have a link in the bio so you can listen to some of the other podcasts. You can go to harborforthearts.com to listen to the latest podcast episode. And like I mentioned earlier in a few episodes before, I'm working to get a podcast up every single week. Today is actually Saturday and I am recording this. I just made it (laughs) by the end of the week. There's been a lot going on. I hope everyone is doing great today. Like I said, this is a space where performing and creative arts meets lifestyle. So we talk about a little bit of everything. Okay. Now, first of all, you know, I like to talk about what's happening not only in the news, but what is happening with things I like, you know, things I like to watch on TV or anything happening in the world of the performing arts, the creative arts. Earlier this month, I don't know if you have heard, but the Metropolitan Opera, and I'm going to read this, I definitely need my glasses. They have issued a statement earlier this month. We talked about it on my last episode of Harbor for the Arts, which you can go listen to. And they have basically said that they voiced their support for the citizens of Ukraine. And they plan on ending ties with artists and institutions that have voiced a lot of their support for Vladimir Putin following the Russian president's authorization of the invasion of the Ukraine. And one of the people that I have always listened to, I've always respected her as an artist, is Anna Nutrebko. Unfortunately, she's kind of caught in the middle of all of this. She released a statement that avoided mentioning the Russian leader, noting, quote, I have taken time to reflect because I think the situation is too serious to comment on without really giving it thought. First of all, I'm opposed to this war. I am Russian. I love my country. But I have many friends in the Ukraine and pain and suffering right now breaks my heart. I want this war to end and for all people to be able to live in peace. She goes on to talk about how she wants to add the fact that forcing artists or any public figure to voice their political opinion in public and to denounce their homeland is not right. This should be a free choice. Like many of her colleagues, I am not. This is her speaking. I am not a political person. I am not an expert in politics. I am not, I am an artist and my purpose is to unite people across political divides. So you know what that means. Basically, she is not going to speak out. She is not going to say anything that goes against her country. She loves her country. 
fine. That's great. I, I, that's important, definitely. And I think we should all remember that there are people who are just kind of caught in the middle. I have friends who are from Russia who are just not going to talk about it. They're just not going to say anything about it. They have their own views, and I have to respect that. Just like I would want people to respect my views of why I decide to say something or why I choose not to say anything at all. And, and that is okay. Recently, the appointed artistic director of Munich's Bavarian State Opera, one of the most influential theaters in the opera world, announced on Twitter that the theater had canceled scheduled engagements by Netrebko due to a lack of sufficient distancing by the artist from Russian government. Netrebko has been scheduled to appear in performances of Macbeth at the State Opera of Munich Festival beginning in June. The soprano has also withdrawn from upcoming performances at La Scala. It's, it's too bad, and they are just hoping that she does more. And Gelb said, who is the um, general manager of the Metropolitan Opera, he said, in the case of somebody who was closely uh, associated with Putin, denouncing the war is not enough. The soprano was previously awarded the title of People's Artist of the Russian Federation and in 2004 was given a Russian state award by the, by the Russian president himself. There's a lot going on there, and I'm just sad that so many people are caught in the middle of everything. And yes, my glasses are a little. But anyway, I'm just so sad that people are caught in the middle of having to voice their concern or having to say something else don't feel comfortable with. And that's that's okay. I respect everyone's views. I respect how they feel. We should be able to be at that point where we respect. We might not agree with it. We might not understand it. We might be scratching our heads like, why? But it's important for us to really understand how they feel. It's got to be very difficult for them as well. That's just a little bit of what's going on in the world of opera and the performing arts that happened earlier this month. I have not heard any updates. I didn't talk about it over the past couple of episodes um, of Harper for the Arts, so go back and listen to those. But I haven't heard anything different lately. I have not heard anything else about Anna Netrebko. Uh, I just wish her the best. I, I pray for everyone in Ukraine. It's just a very sad, sad thing to try to wrap your head around and, and understand. I have so many friends who are Russian as well who just have decided they're not going to speak on it, and that's okay. And you never know the reason why they cannot speak on it, but they decide not to. And, you know, I'm fine with that as well. Uh, so some of the other things that I have been watching this week, let's see. I have been watching, I don't know how many of you like the FBI franchise, like Law & Order franchise. I used to watch that a lot, but then they have this show called FBI, which I really, really like. I like the, the show FBI. I like the cases. It does remind me of Law & Order a lot, but I do like that show. And as well as the recent documentary, I think the, the influence or something like that with Anna, who the woman who conned everybody, it was just like more than she was. And then the other documentary I've been watching is Hulu, Hulu, the Tindler, Tinder Swindler. <laughs> That's what I was watching. And it, it got me to thinking about a lot of different things. One, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that would never happen to me, but it could happen. It could definitely happen. I was reading an article in Psychology Today 
about how easy it actually is to happen to people. And that is something that a lot of people just think, oh, I'm smart, I'm this, I'm that. But when you talk about an emotional con, which is what this guy was, who was highlighted in the Tindler Swindler, people got taken advantage of. People who you would think, you know, they're well-educated, they're smart, they're savvy, they're worldly. Nobody could ever take advantage of them, but it happened. Then I started thinking about how does this impact performing artists? How does the same thought of an emotional con affect performing artists? And have, at some point, we've been conned emotionally by this industry? I think it's just an interesting thought. So I started exploring a little bit more, reading a lot of articles about people who are emotional cons and some of the traits. And in Psychology Today, I was reading about different swindler steps that they use to con people or con women in this case. But in this case, I'm going to say the, the performing arts is sometimes the performing arts and how people get wrapped up in it and involved and how we all became, you know, probably if you're listening to this and you're a performing artist, it's probably definitely a passion that you have for it. And you just wonder, like, where does that come from? This article talks about the swindler steps or steps of a swindler, steps of an emotional con artist. One is inducing trust by crafting well-connected social media presence and prompt in-person meeting. So let's, let's flip it. Let's talk about the performing artists and how, as we all know, we start out in the performing arts and what are we usually drawn by? We're, we're drawn by the glitz, the glamour, the accolades on stage. And, and that's what kind of draws us in at first. Sometimes it's not even the music. Sometimes it's not even the dancing. It's just, oh, wow, to be on stage in front of hundreds of thousands or millions of people who were just watching me and listening to me and hanging on to every word. You know, wow, that career could do a lot for me. That's the kind of career I want. And sometimes for a lot of people, the gift comes second. For me, I definitely always thought that I had a gift in the performing arts, and especially opera in my case, and music and singing. But I know that when it got to the point where I was performing a lot, I thought, oh, wow, people know my name. People like me. People want to know me. They want to know who I am. It's the same type of thing. The, the, the industry or the craft itself, it. It, it has this appearance of being so well-connected con and notoriety. I think that just kind of draws people in. You have to be certainly careful of that. And as humans, we're uncomfortable with not knowing the remedy of things, and especially when it comes to something that can connect us, you know? And I think for us, it definitely is, if you're a stage performing artists, it's definitely the stage. I think that's, that's the part that gets everybody. You know how it feels when you are singing. You have people who are just like, oh my God, I love you. I want to know your name. What about the use of grand gestures and how it deepens the connection of the idea of performing arts and being a performing artist? The grand gesture for being in the performing arts would definitely be a little bit about what we talked about earlier. It's about how you get so caught up with 
being on stage, with people knowing your name, with people knowing who you are, it is a grand gesture that the career has for us. It's important that we recognize that. Sometimes we have to go past, oh my gosh, the glitz and glamour, and you have to really remember that this is a job. This is a job like anything else that you have to do. It just presents itself differently, but it is a job that sustains us. And, you know, we can't get caught up in the grand gesture of the career. It's kind of like that moth to the flame thing where you get caught up in the in the wrong things and it seduces you. With this career, one of the Swindler steps, they talk about inducing heightened fear and ambiguity, which can make us turn to the familiar and discount contradictory evidence. Once trust and attachment are established, it's easy to be ambiguous with possible situations and how you just kind of are like, ooh, the mystery of it all. And you know how like people who are a bit mysterious, anyone who's kind of always in your face, you just are kind of like, uh, okay, later. But with the career in the performing arts, it's almost the same thing. There is a, there is a intrigue with not knowing how things are going to turn out as far as your career, because it relies so much on other people. It relies on that person you auditioned for. It relies on so much. And there's this whole thing about, you know, it's like people who have our adrenaline junkies. How is this going to turn out? We prepare, we prepare, and we memorize, and we do everything we need to do for this audition, but then we don't know how it's going to turn out. And so there's this, 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 this mystery about how things are going to work out for us in this career. And, and we, you know, we end up turning to, the familiar, you know, some of us decide, hey, we don't want to do classical music. We want to do something that's a little bit more familiar with us. It, it's just so interesting how all of this plays a role in being emotionally conned and are performing artists emotionally conned by the industry, by its promises, by what it appears to be to other people. And I remember being on tour, the people that you are in a show with they realize, they know the work. And especially if you're in a Broadway show or a performing arts show, a theater show, you know the work that has to go into it. And a lot of people who see it as glitz and glamour and everything like that, they don't understand that part. They don't understand it at all. And they don't see it as real work sometimes, but it is real work. And it is something that you cannot be swayed with. You can't be all like, oh, the glitter, the glitter. You can't be preoccupied with that. You have to really treat it like it is your nine to five job that you go to only it's usually in the evening and it's usually, you know, on a stage and hundreds of people looking for you, looking at you. But that's really important. And then you do get swept up in that whole thing. And you know, and people need to really sit down and think about how the performing arts is kind of like, sometimes, is it an emotional pond for some people? And you can see that with people who do get caught up in the, in the limelight. They get caught up in the light instead of realizing and treat it like it, it is a job. You're just using your gifts to create a living for yourself, which I think all of us have a gift and all of us have the potential to use that gift to support ourselves, support our families. So if you're not careful, you could be like the swindler, the, was it the tender, tender swindler 
Okay, it's me. That is my soapbox for today, and I hope you're doing great. Tell me what you're watching on TV this week. Tell me what you're watching in the news and what you're listening to, what your thoughts are. You can always email me, harborforthearts at Gmail. You can follow me on Instagram, Abriku Bermetto Soprano, as well as my Facebook page. You can always interact with me. And again, Harbor for the Arts has a Instagram and Facebook page, as well as the podcast website, which is Harbor for the Arts. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. And I hope you have an amazing, amazing week, an amazing day and all of that. See you next week.